0: Welcome back to Ethan on Action. I'm your host, Ethan Bowden, joined here by Peter. Today we're going to cover the Suicide Squad, directed by James Gunn. Second unit was Guy Norris. Yes, Guy Norris. Cool thing here, fight coordinator was the legendary Richard Norton. Richard Norton. What is? What else has he done? Australian guy. He's in a bunch of Hong Kong movies. He called oh, yeah? Jackie, Mister Nice Guy. Oh yes. City, okay. City Hunter. Yeah. First thing we're going to break down. I labeled the masker. Setup. Intelligence office Amanda Waller sends two Task Force X teams to the South American island, Carto Maltese. One team is a diversion, and they're a- ambushed. Hilarity ensues. <laughs> I miss these uh, the movie voice you did. It's been a while. It's kind of my <laughs> regular voice now due to this cough. <laughs> I know you sound like this all the time. Yep. Hopefully that kicks soon though. <laughs> so this scene it, it kind of reminded me a little bit of. Deadpool two, you know the uh, the scene with the X Force and them all kind of getting killed off the, the the whole team getting killed off. Yeah, a little bit. Very yeah. similar. Yeah, it kind of like subverts your expectations, right? Like you think like they're introducing all these badasses and then they just all like die. <laughs> yeah, they set up Savannah as this badass that kills a bird with a ping pong <laughs> ball. Just runs away, like a little, little pussy. Nice uh, comical cut to the weasel just floating lifelessly in the water. Yeah, I love that scene. That whole opening part really T- set the tone well. TDK? <laughs> was it the, the detachable kid? Yeah, how he just <laughs> slightly slaps people with his arm. <laughs> yeah, like up until that part, the it, it felt like it was going to be like a serious action scene you <laughs> just see him slapping and then everything after is just like a slapstick comedy <laughs> now question for you did Amanda Waller plan for Rick Flagg to be ambushed and killed I think so and I actually listened to a uh, podcast recently with James Gunn on it mm. and he explained he has actually a, a deleted scene where um, apparently Rick Flagg makes like this like just side comment to Amanda Waller about her ugly shirt mm. and then you, you cut to her face and she's like you're fucking dead <laughs> yeah so, it yeah. kind of makes sense because she wants peacemaker to retrieve the flash Drive. Mm-hmm, yeah and so rick flag would get in the way of that right Oh, so, yeah. uh-huh. good stuff good stuff so does she just like hate harley then as well like she just wants harley out? probably later? i think everybody hates harley <laughs> at this point yeah did you well were you sad when boomerang died I was surprised. I, I can't say I love the character or anything. I love that character. I was pretty sad, especially how he's like all stabbed in the face. He looks on the camera and smiles like, "No, no." It is the most charismatic Jai Courtney ever. Well, he is a Flash villain, so you never know. He might come back with Flashpoint. That's true. He could bring him that. They can bring yeah, him that. time travel. Michael Keaton's back. Ben Affleck's back. <laughs> can I ask you, is Jai Courtney in your uh, little? white boy posse <laughs> are no. the guys you love no, no not yet <laughs> no not not part of eastwood and uh... no he's only got one good role right <laughs> I, mean... <laughs> I don't know he just he felt like he fit the bill for the guys you although kind of... i did like <laughs> him in that tom cruise movie uh jack reacher jack reacher 2 no he's the, he the first one he's the first one yeah. sniper. i did like him in there so yeah maybe. yeah he's the hate main uh henchman in yeah. That one, right? yeah so yeah maybe he'll be the fourth uh Guy in my white boy crew. <laughs> He's making his way in there. For context, my white boy crew is the uh, the side actors that I love. So it's Taylor Kitsch, uh, Sam Worthington, and Scott Eastwood. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Side actors? <laughs> These are stars, my friend. Yeah, my stars, not your stars. Yeah, they're... I'll be honest. With the whole timey whimy shifty thing, I didn't like it the first time around. Mm-hmm. But on second viewing and third viewing I appreciate it a lot more. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? It's pretty cool. It's mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. It's different. You mm-hmm. know? They show it and then it's like a day ago we jumped back. I appreciate it a lot more. Yeah, yeah. It's like um giving backstory to what you just saw kind of thing and yeah, I enjoyed that aspect a little bit. I felt that uh, I felt in the third act it kinda of slowed it down a bit, but i get it now all right i I just don't mind it because you know it's different from your standard action fair where there's constant momentum um to the finale i feel like he almost needed to put that in because the the story itself is very straightforward so if he's just presenting everything linear it it could feel that way so jumping around in time you know kind of uh, like cut up the monotony of it a little bit so so how did you want to rate this action scene the massacre I'm giving it a 7.5 out of 10. Lost a little bit of points for me. Um, I, lo- I, I gave it a 10 on an entertainment perspective because mm-hmm. I loved it. Mm-hmm. But from an action perspective, there wasn't really much action wise to it. Uh, so yeah, I split the difference and uh, gave it a 7.5. I gave it a 9. Originally, I gave it a 6, but it's just really funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I had to bump <laughs> it up to 9. It, it's, uh, like you said, it's very comparable to Deadpool 2 with X Force gets killed. Oh, yeah. Just like times <laughs> 20. <laughs> And um, I really like the creative touch, uh, how they kind of set up as Savant as the main character. And then his head blows up, and then his head blood becomes like the title card. <laughs> and then that bird, another bird, gets a little bit of revenge. <laughs> Next thing I got is the Rebel Raid. Set up. The remaining team led by bloodshot in order to rescue Rick Flagg, thinking he was a prisoner. They kill a bunch of innocent people. Hilarity ensues. <laughs> innocent people. <laughs> yeah. Did you feel bad for them? Did you I feel did. Bad. on I kinda, the On the rewatch, you probably even on first watch, first I side? you could tell something was off <laughs> considering how these people were like showering, <laughs> like brushing their teeth, and they're yeah. like massacring them. Yeah, I'm like I don't think they're supposed to do that. Yeah, <laughs> but also like on rewatch, the the rebels they're they're probably gonna die anyways because like they're pretty terrible with their awareness and like backing each other up, like. Guys are literally dying from, like, feet from each other. And the guy still has his back turned. He has no idea what's going on right behind him. And guys are, like, yelling and moaning when they're dying. So, yeah. Well, at it's least kind of King funny. Shark got to eat, though. That's all that matters. <laughs> what's his name? Nawe? Nawe. 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 Huh. <laughs> Did you care for Stallone's voice as the shark? Yeah, I thought it fit perfectly. I thought it was good, but I, I don't think it... Needed to be Stallone. <laughs> I don't know. I like it. it it's kind of like v- casting Groot. Or, yeah, it's uh, like Vin, Diesel. Vin Diesel's Groot. Basically, yeah. <laughs> Did you feel the movie was just... In, like, I, I love the movie, but in some ways, it's like, just an R-rated Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, basically. Yeah, kinda, <laughs> Which yeah. is fine. Yeah. There's a lot of parallels. I feel like there's a lot of parallels to even the mainstream Avengers movies. Mm-hmm. but that's fine. That's his thing, right? If he watches other movies like super and slither, that's just what James Gunn does. Yeah. yeah. I do. Overall. I do. I do enjoy this movie. I'm, um, you know, I, I feel like, I think it's a very good achievement, especially for the DCEU. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that he's here to stay for the DCEU. And the TV verse, hopefully he comes back to movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll come. He'll yeah. come. Um, so, um, go ahead. who did you feel won the, uh, Dick measuring contest. Peacemaker, you thought he won it. I thought all he won. I'm thought going won. with Bloodsport in this one. <laughs> Why? Why Peacemaker? It's only because he. It's because the one liner at the end. He cool. kind of got him. Okay, yeah, he got him at the end. There was but... like no one likes to show off. He's <laughs> like, if they do, if it's badass. Fuck, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought Bloodsport, like him, able to kind of show off all the capabilities of his suit and like his gadgets and everything. I thought that was really cool. And he had my favorite kill in the scene, so, which was, uh, just the random guy having a bath, <laughs> and then him just shooting the thing and then getting shocked because uh, the uh, toaster or a fan or whatever drops in the water. I, just I really thought that was hilarious. On the contrast to that, I really liked Cena's kill, where because he's so big and hulking, and he kind of like parkours onto the roof and like walks slowly and then kills someone with a tiny little dart, <laughs> dart guns, three guys. <laughs> Yeah, when he killed that singing lady that was just doing dishes, that one probably <laughs> I was like, "Ooh, something's wrong here." <laughs> so, what'd you give the scene out of ten? Uh, I gave this one a ten. I I love the scene. This is a fantastic showcase for the two biggest badasses, and I just love that whole one-upsmanship that they were doing. I gave it a six. I oh. only I only really like the one-upsmanship, mm-hmm. but generally, I felt that the scene was okay. Okay. Generally, just okay. It didn't, nothing really actually wowed me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just the humor, and for that, I gave it a six. Next up, we got the Harley escape set up. Harley Quinn has a romantic montage of one of the villains. Don't remember his name. Good looking guy, though. Tall. She ends up killing him. Locked into prison, she fights her way out while uh, having a schizophrenic episode. Hilarity ensues. <laughs> schizophrenic episode. Yeah, they kind of like kept that from Birds of Prey because she had like a similar thing. Did that happen in Birds of Prey as well? Yeah. Oh, like in the, the, police, the uh, station. police station, right? Yeah. yeah. The, uh... I do. I do like how they kept that touch because because the world is very different to her. Oh yeah. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. She sees cool. the world as like a cartoon, which probably what makes her like so kill so easily and mm. like not care, right? <laughs> I like this. I like this version of Harley best out of the ones we've seen. Peak Meridian? Peak Meridian. Peak Meridian for Harley Quinn. I think this is the best movie portrayal for live action. Yeah. I got a little bit annoyed with her in Birds of Prey. Yeah, for sure. Me too. It was like too much. Also, they, they made her... Kind of like dirty, <laughs> yeah. like physically dirty with the dirty sandwiches and everything. <laughs> that's true. That's true they, yeah. they just made her gross, <laughs> yeah. grungy. Um, and this one, she's still dirty, but I mean, mm-hmm. I, I feel like her look is the most uh, comic book accurate with that red dress and the boots, mm-hmm. and especially the the very opening too. That suit that she came onto the uh, the helicopter with, like I was like, whoa, that's like a really almost comically accurate portrayal. So yeah, really yeah, cool. She's really. She's better as a side character. Like, I don't like her front and center. She's too much. I wouldn't even say side character, but, like, just when she's part of the ensemble, right? When she's not, like, totally front and center and, like, just taking up the whole entire screen for, like, 90 minutes or whatever, that's a little too much. (laughs) Even I found her too much in this part, in her little side story. I I thought it was, like, the perfect amount. I thought it was a bit too much. I think she's better as a side character that just kind of pops in the quirky side character. Because she definitely overstays her welcome quite a bit. Um, I don't really understand Harley, how she's good at fighting <laughs> her story whatsoever. She's a ninja. <laughs> but the scene worked. It was pretty cool. I mean, yeah. bullets don't affect her. She just kind of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I dislike the beginning part of it. Like when she's got the two guns and kind of doing the whole the John Woo spinning around. Yeah, John Woo stuff. Um, just because of the, the whole trope, the stupid trope of like the soldiers running right at her while they're getting shot at yeah instead of taking cover yeah i hate that when they do that in movies and it's like becoming a much bigger thing nowadays in, in action movies just because they want to make things look so cool it's coming back yeah i i hate that yeah the, that was a very 2007 2008 thing but yeah it's coming back yeah. unfortunately yeah but um, yeah everything after that i enjoyed a lot more what did you give this scene out of 10 uh, i give it a, a 7.5 uh lost points from what i just mentioned and uh I didn't like the music choice in this either. I, hmm. I, it didn't uh, affect me. But I actually did like the cartoon part of it because we kind of spoke about that a little bit earlier. They, Yeah, it's just it was pretty well done. And I like her javelin part. It was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, I gave it a, I gave it a 6 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, generally didn't really like the choreography that much, but the cartoon aspect of it of her character, I liked how they carried that from the previous movie. Mm-hmm. And it's just a nice, colorful taste. Mm-hmm. A little kick in the teeth, if you will. Next up, we got the battle outside the Jotunheim Tower. The Suicide Squad unite and make an all-out attack on the tower called Jotunheim. This happens while it's rainy, so it's all like artsy and stuff. Ah. <laughs> Quick scene. Yep. Didn't really think too much of it. No. But yeah. I was actually very impressed um, how it ended up because I watched the behind the scenes of this. Mm-hmm. So when you watch it in the movie, it looks like it's real time. And they're moving at that speed. But when they're filming it, they're actually moving really slow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, spe- specifically Peacemaker's part where he kills those three guys. Like, I saw him behind the scenes. He's, like, literally just going through the motion super slow. And they're just speeding it up. Yeah, of? so they yeah. probably shot it at, like, I'm guessing at a high frame rate. Yeah. That way they have the capability of just speeding up the movement in post. Hmm. Which is interesting. Hmm. Interesting. They kind of got a bit too 300 for me. I'm not really a fan of that style, yeah. personally. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just the. Every frame kind of looked like they were going like. Trying to make it like a comic book and everything. Yeah. It worked for the shark part for. Uh... I don't even know his name. <laughs> Stallone. Nanawe. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> shark, King. W- this for is shark King. Work for or him. Or King Shark. King Shark. So is he like bulletproof? is <laughs> <just> a shark. <laughs> Are, are sharks bulletproof? <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> he's like a alien shark, so those are bulletproof. And how big is he? Because I always thought he was supposed to be massive. like seven feet tall, but then you see him, he's like just a little bit taller than the intro <laughs> Well, they, you know, they want to make him a little more lovable, so yeah, you gotta shrink him down smaller. a little. <laughs> Gave him some board shorts. Yeah. The scene um so gory. I just I thought it was just like a, a scene where like they. Just want to showcase a little bit more gore because it just felt like over the top gore for this part, and uh, yeah, I uh, wasn't a huge fan of it, so I gave it, it a okay. five out of ten. It was okay. It was inter- it's was interesting because you know how like a lot of action movies have the final walk scene. There's two of those in this movie. <laughs> and it's the first of two. Yeah. This is the real team, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, I gave it a four point five out of ten. Okay, didn't think. Too much of it. Cool stuff. Other than that, it was all right. Mm-hmm. Next, I've got Flag versus Peacemaker. Uh, the setup: Rick Flag discovers the horrifying truth: the U.S. government has been secretly funding alien experiments on children at Corto Maltese. He finds a data drive and wants to tell the world. It is revealed that Peacemaker is on a secret mission to destroy the hard drive. The two fight. Two. The death. So pretty, pretty innovative and like creative of the way they they um, kind of shot the initial sequence like through the uh, the helmet, yeah, through the toilet bowl helmet. <laughs> uh, apparently, James Gunn doesn't use the second unit for his action. Oh, really? According to him, hmm. but there is a second unit director on this movie. Okay, so maybe he just kind of like helps, but James Gunn still has final word. I can see them giving him that free reign for guardians of the Galaxy because it was such an obscure property mm-hmm. I felt that this fight had the most emotional impact oh yeah out of all of them yeah it reminded me of the mad dog versus cop fight in uh the raid yeah yeah it most it felt like the most consequential and like it had the most stakes there's like an also, the kind of setting, there was like a grittiness to it as well, so. And, and Gun does that thing where the emotional aspects just sneaks up on you quite a bit. It's like you're having a good time, you're having good laughs, and all of a sudden, whoa, you're kind of crying now, because <laughs> he's trying to kill the girl, the girl <laughs> doesn't want Flag to die. Yeah. Were you, how, were you surprised by Flag's death? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. I, I did not expect him to go. Yeah. Like, he was pretty, like, redeemed in this role, like, in this, like, I, I didn't really care for him at all in the first Suicide Squad, and... This one is like, I want more flag. Yeah, I know, even in the first one, leader. He, had, he had a love interest. <laughs> yeah. Like, was the villain, and you still didn't really care. Yeah. but well, that's what you did, right? Because when you throw in the whole kids thing, they experiment on kids! Like, you can't really go back after that, right? Yeah. Do you feel like they were trying to set up, like, a Harley Quinn flag romance kind of thing? They, they kept having these like these a little, little bit. looks to each other. A little bit, yeah. but it's not going to happen. Yeah. Well, definitely not now. It's <laughs> not going to happen. To think that flag was supposed to be played by Tom Hardy... <laughs> That he could have been... pulled it off. Uh, he... It would have been very what kind different? of weird ass accent. Would he have done with it? Would have been really different. <laughs> Plus, he's a lot shorter than him. Yeah, because yeah, this guy's how tall is? Uh, he's like 6'4". Joel Kinnaman. He looks like a giant compared. He to looks everyone. like Idris Elba is a big guy. Yeah. Joel Kinnaman makes Idris look small. Yeah. <laughs> like Idris Elba was like the smallest guy in this movie, <laughs> except for Polkadot Man, of course. <laughs> And also uh, another thing I want to talk about uh, the whole experiments on people at Corto Maltese. <laughs> I was reminded of uh, you know all these rumors about UFC fighter Ryoel Romero. No. Apparently, there's like rumors that he's like <laughs> he's like a part of a Russian experiment on Cuba. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> That's why he's so like superhuman. And um, there's a story that Joe Rogan talks about where he, I guess he damaged or orbital bone. And the doctor che- checked it, and then went back to Dana White. He was like, where would you find this guy? Because apparently his muscle tendons are like three times the size of like a regular person's muscle tendon. the hell? They did a super soldier? Purpose. Yeah, that, that's the <laughs> rumor that Yo Romero was experimenting on in Cuba. <laughs> in Cuba. Like Corto Maltese. <laughs> wow. Okay. It's pretty frightening. And guys who have fought him, like um, Robert Whittaker, said that hitting him hurt him. It felt like <laughs> you were punching like steel. <laughs> Didn't he win that fight though? Like he, did I he finish? It was like back and forth. Oh, it was like a trilogy. It went to the decision, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh yeah, the thing is, uh, I basically thought of Yo Romero throughout this whole <laughs> scene. Like, oh wow, this is just like Cuba, with Yo Romero. <laughs> <coughs> All right, what'd you give the scene? I gave the scene a ten. Ten. Dude. I felt that it was the best overall action scene. It had a perfect story. At a perfect um, sequence and a perfect ending, mm-hmm. and, and an unexpected ending at that, mm-hmm. especially in a superhero movie too, which mm-hmm. you just don't get. Mm-hmm. I give it a nine. Um, yeah, story wise, perfect ten. Uh, just the choreography, you know, felt a little simple, so it wasn't anything wow, wowing. But well, it yeah. made sense though because how big Cena was. Yeah. Like my god, is he wearing a muscle suit? <laughs> how tall is Cena? Yeah. He he was. A, He's not the tallest in the movie, right? I, I think he's like 6'1". Yeah, yeah. he looked massive in the movie. Oh, man. It's so wide. <laughs> Next up, we got the finale. Starro versus the Suicide Squad. The final setup. The giant alien Starro the Conqueror is released. He proceeds to destroy Kota Maltese. The Suicide Squad are ordered to leave. But they decide to help. Hilarity ensues. <laughs> so those face huggers, pretty terrifying. <laughs> like even though they're like look cartoony and everything, and but like any for me, like anything that's um, like like a parasitic thing that just attaches to you, like leeches or anything, and kills like, you. Yeah, or like, like I, sucks your blood. Like, or, I, like I thought you know, people would come back to life after they left, but no, you're dead. <laughs> yeah, you're dead. <laughs> ah. Also, shout out to the general who basically plays the same character in Quantum of Solace. <laughs> Is that the same guy? Yeah, same oh, guy, yeah. same character, basically. <laughs> the the general. He might be a real general in <laughs> His name is Joaquin Casio. He's a Mexican guy. Yeah. So watch. Him. So this movie is basically the same universe as Quantum of Souls. <laughs> Same guy. He survived. <laughs> survived. <coughs> what did you think of the star? Staro, mm-hmm. the conqueror. Um, I honestly I thought it was done pretty well. Like. Watching in the trailers, I thought it'd be cartoony or whatever, or like just like really over the top. But I thought it fit perfectly well in the story and the tone. I thought it was pretty creepy. Yeah, like the when the eye moves, it like stares right down on them. Like Mm -hmm. whoa. Yeah. Or like when you get close-ups of his like um those little bubbles or like scales on his like arms, it it looks realistic and is like I hate those things. It's kind of (laughs) gross. Yeah, I thought it was well done. I also. Shout out to the production designer because the this set looked really real. Mm-hmm. Like, it felt like I was in Cuba again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or Dominican Republic. Like, yeah. the same style. Yeah, like, everything to do, yeah, with the, the setting and everything. The, the only part that kind of took me out of the scene was the the part where um, Harley was running across the rooftops while it was collapsing. That part, it was like, uh, 2GGI. But everything else felt like there's a, like, weight to it, kind of. Yeah, like, my favorite shot is when... They're trying to catch up to Starro, like they're doing their second final walk, mm-hmm. like in every action movie, but <laughs> the second time. Yeah. Um. It's like a tracking shot right next to them. It's parallel with them. You see Starro in the background, and they're like a few buildings away, and they're tracking them, like running. I really love that shot. Mm-hmm. And the way the music kicks in, I was reminded of uh, Kick Ass. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very similar feel. <laughs> yeah. That like needle drop almost into yeah, that. Yeah. 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 It's really good. And also uh, his weapons, like you know how all of a sudden he, he, he has like nano machines. Oh yeah, um, I'm not really a fan of that in general, but I do like how they kept that till the end because mm-hmm. they they did the John Fabreau thing. How he he always talks about Star Wars, how he's like the Emperor is not shooting like lasers out of his hand in Part One. You build up to that, so for him he had all these like smaller other weapons that are more realistic, and at the end you bust out all this like nanotech <laughs> giant gun. <laughs> Yeah, that was awesome when he was building. It was like a little Tetris game or whatever that he's doing. I I really like the team aspect of this final finale, finale cuz like everyone had their role. And then you had Bloodsport like becoming coming into his own as a leader and taking It's almost like a call back to the Avengers with like, yeah, like Captain same America same. like calling out and telling everyone giving everyone their orders it's and everything. It's the same scene. Just it's better. the exact same scene, yeah. Yeah. It's just better. But I mean, more swear words. But at the same <laughs> time, um, he doesn't have as much tools as his Cap, so like his order is a lot more basic. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I-, just- I love his order to polka dot man. It's your mom. <laughs> That's yeah, I'm not okay. You I like like po- that part. I like polka dot man. Don't get me wrong, I yeah. liked it, but yeah. the whole showing the mom thing. Got overdone after a while. Really? I thought I, it was. I don't like that. I thought it <laughs> built up perfectly right to that part. That, That's fine. I thought it was a great payoff. <laughs> but there's just too much of it throughout. Because you see her when he's like, she's everywhere. The dancing, the dance, <laughs> then the giant one with the leg. Like it was just too much. I, <laughs> I could have been good with just the shot of her there. I didn't need her her screaming while her leg is falling. That, that was just too much for me personally. Okay. <laughs> I, I it's probably because I I really didn't like looking at his mom. <laughs> She's a sweet lady. <laughs> yeah, I I could have done without that. Um I like I like the little sequence where he squares off against like the zombie people at the at the end mm-hmm. where he's just pulling things off. Oh yeah. Like where he lights the guy on fire and his front kicks him. Oh yeah. Yeah, you get the uh the full realization of like how powerful his suit is and everything. And where like he can keep everything. I don't know where it comes It doesn't it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> yeah. It's just coming out of nowhere. It just doesn't it just materializes. And... Well, it doesn't matter at this point because you're already bought into the character, right? Oh, so yeah. he can literally, like, have a rocket launcher yeah. and be like, cool. cool have story. you heard of Bloodsport before this no. movie? I didn't even... Like, did they make him up for this movie or was no, he an no, actual he, character? He's story? an actual character. Okay. His backstory is real, too, where he injured Superman with a kryptonite bullet. That oh, real. pretty badass backstory. Though. Backstory. But you can totally tell this was supposed to be Deadshot. All right. Um, Will Smith's Deadshot or Idris Elba's Bloodsport? Which one oh, you like obviously better? Bloodsport. Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's been cool and all, but this is just such a better character in mm. general. Mm. Um, Better written. Better written. That's and the And better performed. Yep. I want to talk about the ending where the rats basically kill the star. Yep. Yeah. After yeah. Harley jumps into the eye, yeah. <laughs> before. The rats eat the star and then Harley jumps into the eye. Huh. Harley jumps in. That's how they get into the eye after. Yeah, but she, they're eating the star's leg. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. The, the star yeah. leg part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah they're okay. eating it first. Yeah, and yeah. then she jumps into the eye. So... I recently binged Evangelion. <laughs> and this is v- very similar to the ending of Evangelion. <laughs> mm. Very similar, even the music, everything. Are you saying Gun <laughs> took some inspiration? Probably. Well, a lot of people take inspiration from Evangelion. That was like the anime that like changed everything, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I can show you a clip of of Evangelion on Netflix after this, and you're going to be like, oh, shit. It's <laughs> uh, it's the same thing, just way more disturbing. Really? Yeah. Way more disturbing. <laughs> but, yeah, it's very similar, um, which is fine, because Gunn's known to love movies and art. Yeah, um, makes sense. Yeah. I'm okay with it. It works. It works. Um, but for the finale, what did you rate this? Uh, what did I rate it? Oh, I gave it a, a 6.5 enjoyable had a lot of cool sequences and um but yeah overall you know it's just finale <laughs> i gave it a 7.5 i gave it an extra point for the cameo from taiko batini <laughs> yeah they did that the whole guardian cut in at the end. <laughs> he's just good at bringing heart right yeah that's just his thing i love his accent god i love that <laughs> accent <laughs> all right next up we got top three badass moments all right what is your number three sir so number three, I have Peacemaker climbing up and sneaking and shooting that tiny little dart. I just thought it was so badass because <laughs> it's such a contrast to who he is. And the way he shoots it, too, he's like... Tee. Yeah, you expect him to like just overpower everything, but he's like moving so gently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, number three for me was from the Harley scene, her escape. Um, her using the javelin as like a pole vault to... like run up on the walls and then also you that's like your letter? nickname the javelin the javelin what are you talking about i don't know there's no backstory your bar yet. nickname the javelin <laughs> number two for me i have well they escaped the police truck and the three of them uh flag bloodshot and pacemaker stand outside in those goofy outfits in front of the explosion It was such a comic book panel sequence yeah and then with the actual titles. Too. <laughs> yeah. Uh number 2 for me was actually Harley again <laughs> from Her Escape. Uh but it's actually more for Margot Robbie cuz apparently she actually did the whole escape herself like the uh, un, uh unlocking herself from the chains and everything. Mm-hmm. So really cool, you know, and uh I'm sure Quentin Tyranny too, you know, really love the scene with all the foot shots and everything. So for number 1 I have is Bloodsport giving orders. Cuz it's basically just a cooler version of the Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, for me it's also Bloodsport number 1 but it was actually also in the finale but him just like showing off every single weapon that he has like as he's like desperate to hold off the herd of facehuggers. You notice his outfit? It's going to be the same costume designer as Guardians cuz his outfit is like exactly like the Nova Corp. <laughs> yeah. Like the color scheme too and the guns. Yeah. The helmet though, the helmet I Let's, felt like it was more of, like, a Tron thing the the helmet thing. I don't know. The helmet was more like Predator. <laughs> yeah. Or Alien. Like the... Okay, yeah, the yeah, Alien. It's like like, almost like a... Yeah. But the mouthpiece, because his... Um, it's basically a bandana in the comics, but they gave him, like, an entire helmet with a, like, the alien face. Mm. All right. Next up, we got a radar hero. What did you think of Bloodshot, Idris Elba? Um, I thought he's amazing. <laughs> um makes me want to see him more of him. So, and like, I, I really, <laughs> that kind of opening scene with his daughter as well goes back to the whole subverting expectations kind of thing. Like, you think there's going to be this lovey-dovey scene or whatever, and they're just like yelling and swearing at each other. In the it's whole realistic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Like, he doesn't want to be a parent. It's like that. That <laughs> would so be a dad. That one to two minutes, you buy that relationship way more than... Bruce. The Will Smith one, <laughs> Bruce Will Smith one, yeah. yeah. The entire relationship in the previous movie, yeah, absolutely. So well, yeah, I gave him a, I gave him a nine, and uh, I do want to see more of him, and I do want him to actually shoot Superman again with the. Uh... Well, there's all that rumors that Superman was supposed to be the villain, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which still might happen. <laughs> I gave him eight point five. He was literally the coolest character the DCU has had. Yeah, voice <laughs> and look like overall. Oh yeah. Next up, we got Radar Villain, Star on the Conqueror. <laughs> is he the villain, though? <laughs> is he the villain? He's well, like, he, he did say, "This city is mine." Uh, after he's been held in captivity for like thirty years or whatever. Villains—that's <laughs> a pretty villainous thing. Yeah. Just. He just—all he wanted to do was see the stars, man, and then uh, someone captured him. <laughs> Damn Americans captured him. So I didn't—I didn't really see him as a villain. I just seen him as a. Thing that's just acting out because they've been held in captivity for so damn long. So, um, but his face, little tiny facehugger things that that was terrifying for me. So, yeah, I'll give him a, give him a seven. Yeah, I gave him a seven too. I thought he was generally creepy. Yeah, for a giant starfish, <laughs> I thought he was pretty frightening. Yeah, pretty pretty yeah. creepy. The way he like talks through like those facehuggers. Even that little sequence where he goes from one leg to the other and he's standing upright. Just it's so subtle, but that just. Like, gave me nightmares. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But in the end, really, the villain's (laughs) Waller. Is she? She's just trying to protect America. Is she, though? Yeah. America. All right, that does it for this episode, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate, review, subscribe. Check out our YouTube page, Athena in Action. And we will be back.